from... Don't call me that. That's body shaming. Well, you don't have a body. And that's a shame. What are you then? The brain that wouldn't die? Not funny. Just call me Lucille. Okay. Lucille is here with me today. I thought it'd be exciting to have a co-host. And if you've been watching my Instagram and TikToks, you know who Lucille is. I'm excited to be here. Me too. Should I call you James or Dr. J? Hey, lady, you call him Dr. J. Don't call me lady, short round. Lady. Ah! Okay, okay, let's settle down. Jesus. So the real demons of pop culture is listener supported. Great, I hate ads. Me too, Lucille. Hey, since you're here, why don't you tell the audience how they can help support the show? Absolutely. Head on over to the show notes for multiple ways to support the show. Leave a tip, purchase merch, or my favorite, the real demons of pop culture coloring book. Thanks, Lucille. Now it's time for the magic number. What is the magic number? The magic number is something I do every episode. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to count down. Three, two, one. I'm going to think of a number. The audience is going to write that number down. You can do it too, Lucille, if you want. And at the end of the episode, I will reveal the number. I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 50. Now, if you get it right, you will have an extra special magical day. And if you get it wrong, well, you'll just have a nice day, but you won't have an extra special magical day. I don't make up the rules the gremlins do. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. All right, I hope you wrote that down, and I will reveal the number at the end of the episode. So when did you first see Halloween, Dr. J? Well, Lucille, it's hard for me to remember, actually. I mean, I would have been too young to see Halloween when it was first initially released. Probably saw it not too long after, probably on VHS. VHS, haha, <laughs> you're old. Be nice, Lucille. Sorry. Michael Myers really scared me when I was young, that pale face. I heard that the mask was actually a William Shatner mask. That's right. According to a behind-the-scenes article from HalloweenMovies.com, production designer, art director, location scout, and co-editor Tommy Lee Wallace created Michael Myers' mask from a William Shatner Halloween mask. It was purchased for $1.98. It had the eyebrows and sideburns ripped off. The face was painted like a bluish white, and the hair was spray-painted brown. The eyes were, like, opened up more. They cut them up, so, yeah. Shatner always creeped me out. Maybe that's why the movie upsets me so much. Well, that is a... Real Demons Fun Fact. So, unless you're living under a rock and don't know the plot of the movie Halloween from 1978... It follows the chilling tale of Michael Myers, a disturbed young boy who murders his sister on Halloween night in 1963. Institutionalized for his heinous act, Michael escapes 15 years later and returns to his hometown of Haddonfield, Illinois on another Halloween night. Now a masked, emotionless killer, he sets his sights on a new target, Laurie Strode, a high school student. As Michael stalks Laurie and her friends, Dr. Sam Loomis, his former psychiatrist, races against time to stop the relentless and seemingly unstoppable force of evil that is Michael Myers. Haddonfield. I thought that was in New Jersey. Ah, uh, you caught that. It actually 
is inspired by Haddonfield, New Jersey. That's where the producer Deborah Hill grew up before she moved to my hometown of Philadelphia. That's just another Real Demons Fun Fact. That's going to get old fast. Oh, makes me laugh. Now, at this point in time, there are 13 Halloween films in the franchise. And I'll probably get some hate mail for this, but I am not a fan of the new Halloween trilogy that was just put out. Really didn't like them. And I'm not really a fan of most of the Halloween movies, except for the first one. And I love Halloween 3. And Halloween 3 really makes sense. But people are just need more of the same. And so it didn't work. They want Michael Myers. People went to see Halloween 3. Michael Myers was not in it. Everybody was upset. But John Carpenter had a point. Like, look, there's no more story to tell. Why don't we just do an anthology? Like, every Halloween, we'll have a new Halloween movie with a new story, a new director. I really love that. I think it's brilliant. They might do that eventually. uh, But that's why I love Halloween 3. It's a great movie. And without Donald Pleasance as Dr. Sam Loomis, kind of missing something. Sam Loomis, where do I know that name from? Oh, you got that. Oh, yeah. That was the name of Janet Lee's boyfriend. That's right. That's a... Don't do it. Real demons fun fact. You're killing me again. Well, relax. I think you'll grow to like it. I doubt it. Let's move on. What do we know about the history of the boogeyman? I'm glad you asked. The origins of the boogeyman are really hard to pin down. The boogeyman literally is from every culture all over the world, throughout history. And we can't really even point to a specific beginning of when the boogeyman became a thing. We believe that it goes way back to the beginning of time. Uh, But the first mention of the boogeyman would have been probably in the 1500s. So we really don't know who told the story first. Now, it possibly is a reference to hobgoblins. And hobgoblins can either be good and they do like fun pranks, but they're kind of friendly, or hobgoblins can be bad and they just torment humans and scare you to death. So that might be part of the origins of the boogeyman. What does the boogeyman look like? Well, descriptions vary greatly. They're usually either masculine or androgynous. Androgynous. Closer than you know. It's a good song. Check it out. I love the crash test dummies. Now, it's sort of a spirit or an entity that torments, kidnaps, or kills, probably by eating them, disobedient children. And that is really the crux of the whole thing. The boogeyman is used by parents to scaring children into behaving. This has been used throughout history to get your kids to eat their vegetables. Basically, it's used for any reason. Like, it's not just that. Like, it could be any reason. Uh, You don't eat your veggies. You're up past your bedtime. You're sloppy. You need to clean your room. You're out past dark. Anything you want your kids to do, if they're not going to do it, the boogeyman is going to get them. 
besides the kind of vague description I gave you, I'll, I'll go with some things. They may have like long claws or nails, and this would be used to scratch at like window panes. And this is a really good tool to scare you because most of the time it's a tree branch that's scratching against the window. But if your kid is told that the boogeyman's going to scratch at the windows, it's going to freak them the hell out. So very effective. The other thing the boogeyman seems to be is shadows. And this makes sense because our eyes, you know, just from evolution, we are trained to find things in the dark. So we're not eaten by some animal and so when we see shadows a lot of times we make patterns and we see shapes where shadows move because of maybe a car i remember that used to scare the hell out of me as a kid i can't imagine anything scaring you dr j cars used to drive past the house and the shadows would move like in the bedroom and it would freak me out Ooh, scary yeah it is scary shadows in the corner of the room shadows near the closet under the bed these shadows are moving the light is playing tricks on you the light and shadow and so you're seeing the boogeyman the boogeyman is the monster that's in the closets right and if we're talking about pop culture monsters inks the the monsters in the closet it's why everybody either has to have a night light or keep the closet door open or keep it shut depending on what is going on in your home now sometimes they're described as just evil humanoids or even witches. They can also be like without a body and just kind of shapeshift. They could transform into like an animal, perhaps even have horns. So weird. If you grew up and there was a boogeyman story, find me on Instagram at James underscore Ippolitti or join the free Facebook group, School of Dark Arts. Everything's in the show notes. Okay, Lucille, let's play a game. You call out a country or a region and I'll tell you the boogeyman that belongs to that region. Okay. Um, okay, Spain. Spain. That would be El Coco. El Coco. So this was a ghost with this ugly carved pumpkin for a head. Ooh, creepy. It's a shape-shifting monster now. So like if you're in your room and the shadows seem to move, that would be El Coco. El Coco. And it carries away bad kids and does unspeakable horrors to them. Now, if you're an adult, you're safe. They only terrorize children. Tell me about Australia, mate. Australia. That would be Yarama Yahoo. Yarama Yahoo? Yarama Yahoo. I think that's how you say it. This creature's feeding habits make it the stuff of nightmares. The Yaramara Yahoo drops down on unsuspecting people from branches of the fig trees. It's basically a frog. It's a um it's basically a tree frog that jumps down on you and it sucks you dry. It's got like these little suction cups on the ends of its fingers and toes. And then the frog creature like unhinges its jaw. It opens it up really wide and swallows the prey whole. Ooh, gross. And it washes the poor human down with a drink of water. Gulp. After a short nap, it gets up again. It vomits up the still living human. But now the human's slightly shorter. This is so disgusting, Dr. J. Yeah, it is gross. It then performs some elaborate ritual to check if the victim's awake before wandering off for another nap. How can I make sure this never happens to me? So just avoid 
being around this creature's favorite fig trees if you don't want to be a victim. If you end up being by the fig trees, you got to stay very still. Now, children are taught to play dead because if they're caught by the Yaramara Yahoo, Yaramara Yahoo, it will come and kind of see if you're still unconscious. And if it does, it'll just kind of wander off again. And that's your chance to jump up and run away. But the Yaramara Yahoo will never stop coming after you. You just kind of going to have to deal with it. And if you don't get away, you're going to eventually turn into one of these little red vampiric beasts. How about Jamaica, Mon? Jamaica, Mon. Let's go to Jamaica, Mon. That was cringe. That's my John Candy imitation from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles when he's drinking the rum. So the Jamaicans, they have the Jumbies. Boogeymen from around the world have really fun names. The Jumbies, the Jumbies, an evil spirit doomed to sow death and illness wherever it goes. So this could be any back road, any Caribbean island or Caribbean island, however you like to say that. And what's interesting is this gaunt figure and it has a backward, like its feet are backwards. So the heel are facing forward. And they also have knees that are backwards. It's a faceless creature. It has a small mouth, but it has a big stupid hat on its head. It's like this giant straw hat. These are the Duen, D-O-U-E-N. What is a Duen? Like I said, they're just said to be these kind of ghosts of unbaptized children who wander the streets at night, wailing the names of local children and stealing the ones who answer. One... One, come on over here. Hey, I thought I heard my name. You better go check that out. You may also hear the rattling chains of the rolling calf. This is the fiery red-eyed demon spirit of an evil butcher, doomed to roll the hills at night to destroy the humans it encounters. So if you meet the Jumbie, probably not going to live. So if, if you're going out, just make sure you bring with you like some salt, rice, sand, because they're easily distracted. Like if you throw the sand on the ground, they are driven to count each grain. So stupid. And that takes them all night long. So that's your chance to run away. You can also leave a pair of shoes by the front door. That'll frustrate a jumbie. They don't like that. They'll spend all night trying and failing to get the shoes on its backward feet. How about Iran or Iraq? All right, Iran, Iraq, basically the Arabs. There's the ghouls. This is in Persia. or It's basically Arabic folklore. The ghouls are very specific demons dead set on harming or even killing human beings. A fiendish and often female spirit, shape-shifting ghouls live deep in the desert. If you want to hear more about this, I have a season one episode about the jinn. And you can go check that out. Now, if you end up running into a ghoul, you can have religious sayings or religious artifacts. That should repel or kill a ghoul. If you have a sword handy, striking a ghoul once will end its evil ways. That will end its evil ways, baby. But you really uh, can't kill them. You'll just kind of piss them off and they'll come back to life and come after you. So keep your religious artifacts nearby. 
Do you have a favorite boogeyman in pop culture? If so, find me on Instagram at James underscore Ippolitti or join the free Facebook group, School of Dark Arts. Everything's in the show notes. Check it out. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. So let's get into pop culture examples. There was a movie called The Boogeyman Will Get You. That was 1942 with Boris Karloff and Peter Lorre. Uh, but it's kind of a comedy horror, so not very scary. Of course, we talked about Halloween. Michael Myers is the boogeyman. We hear that a lot. The boogeyman is coming. Leave me alone. He doesn't believe us. Don't you know what happens on Halloween? Yeah, we get candy. <laughs> boogeyman. Ooh, the boogeyman. The boogeyman. The boogeyman. The boogeyman. I'm going to say this one's debatable. Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger. Now, yes, Freddy does torment the kids, but he is tormenting the kids, I guess you could say, because of bad behavior, because most of the slasher movies is if you have sex, you get killed. I don't think Freddy Krueger is like coming after the kids because of bad behavior. He's killing the kids because of the parents who killed him. Maybe that changes after the first one. Maybe we can call him a boogeyman, but he is listed when you go look this stuff up. Same with Pennywise. It's interesting because Pennywise from It, again, he's going and he's killing kids. It seems like people will label a boogeyman as long as it's killing kids or teenagers or I guess whatever. But I mean, the real reason a boogeyman exists is the parents are doing it to scare the kids into behaving. So that's kind of... How I would say would be the pure version of the boogeyman, but we do take leaps when we are talking about this. There is Bagul from Sinister that's a boogeyman. Now, that's not a real historic boogeyman, but if you go check out season one, episode 20 on Ball, B A A L, you'll find more about the deity that probably is the closest to Bagul. From Sinister. We do have Oogie Boogie in Nightmare Before Christmas. You're joking. You're joking. I love that scene. That's like a, I don't know, he's really burlap sack filled with creepy crawly bugs and spiders. But that's Oogie Boogie. La Lorna. Now, La Lorna would be from like Mexico, Latin America, even America. And that's a spooky woman other movies in the 80s there was the boogeyman and that had two sequels that weren't that great there was boogeyman 2 in 83 and the return of boogeyman in 1994 and then sam raimi produced a series of boogeyman movies from 2005 i love sam raimi i love sam raimi too but apparently the sequels they all suck there's a 2007 boogeyman 2 and 2008 boogeyman 3 they don't get much love. This year, 2023, we have Stephen King's The Boogeyman coming out as a film. That's based on a short story, and that short story is in the book Night Shift. It's a very interesting short story. I want to see how they're going to make this a movie because the short story is basically just a guy going to a shrink and telling him how he believes he killed his kids because they told him about the boogeyman and he didn't believe them and they were killed by what he now believes 
is The Boogeyman. Very good short story, but I'm not sure how that's going to work as a movie. They're going to have to add a lot to it. We also have The Babadook as a boogeyman. And we have Krampus, but I'm not going to talk about Krampus because I'm going to do a whole episode on Krampus during the holiday season. When it comes to toys and games, there's actually a WWE wrestler who has an action figure. It's Marty Wright Jr., and he is known as the Boogeyman. There's a survival video game called The Boogeyman. Silent Hill has a Boogeyman. A friend at work told me about a game called Smite that has Baba Yaga, which I do have an episode in Season 1. You can check that one out, too. There's a board game by Antonio Ferreira called Boogeyman. And I'm not sure, like, my kid lists, like, watches these guys play these games called, like, Five Nights at Freddy and Rainbow Friends and Garden of Ban Ban or something like that. They all seem to me like boogeyman type games, but I don't know. Let me know, find me, and tell me if you think those would fit into that or not. I don't know enough about them, but they feel boogeyman-ish. When we talk about books, I already said The Night Shift, you can go read Stephen King's, but Coraline has a boogeyman in it by Neil Gaiman. And then there's a series of books by Richard Cheesemar or Shizmar, C-H-I-Z-M-A-R. And now it's time for Buffy Did That. Hello, I'm Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and yes, Dr. J is correct, I did do this. Okay, this is one of my favorite all-time episodes and one of my favorite all-time villains in Buffy. The episode's called Hush. It's season four, episode 10. And the gentlemen are basically these creepy-looking guys who float around and they're all like well-dressed but they're very scary looking and the the episode no one has a voice so it's a really interesting episode to watch because there's no very little sound nobody's talking in it and they're all trying to talk to each other and solve the mystery without their voices don't you have a funko pop of those guys yeah i do have uh the funko pop of those guys but it's not for sale, so don't ask. Jeez, whatever. In the DVD commentary of the fourth season, Josh Whedon said, I wanted guys that would remind people of what scared them when they were children. I believe the thing that scares us most when we are children is old people, is the idea of age. And so when you look at the gentlemen here, they have this old thing. And a lot of times the boogeyman is described as like an old woman or an old man. So there you have it, The Boogeyman. If you would love to show support for this show, please go to the show notes. There's many ways you can support the show. And let me know if you enjoyed having Lucille here. I did, and I'd like to have her back. I would like to be back. And before we go, we got to do the magic number. Oh, can I guess? Yeah, sure, you can guess. Um, number 15? Nope. Damn it. It's 19. I hope you got that right. Let me know if you did. And you will have an extra special magical day today. Okay. And check me out. I'm going to be talking about the boogeyman on some YouTube shorts or TikTok, Instagram, doing some videos just to keep going for the next two weeks. And then I will be back with a new episode in two weeks. Peace. Bye-bye.